0: Excellent. Welcome to church. Good to have you. Um, Pastor Melvin is going to be sharing the word. Please welcome him. Believing God is going to speak powerfully through him to us. Okay. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Now, if you would notice that we've been going through a series, and Pastor Kim preached in the beginning, and then we had Julian come along and preach on worship. And so I have to do the third part. And then Pastor Kim will finish the series. So I've got to preach on the word. The word. Now if I love anything, I love the word of God. I can sit down and listen to God's word for hours from different perspectives and different views and and that's that's my heart. I love it. So you know, before I go, I just think, just to crack the ice, I'd like to just share with you, you know, it was once that in, a, in India, the teacher wanted to know how ambitious her children was in the class. And so she was in the third grade, all the small little ones sitting down, and she looked at this guy and he said, Arun, what would you want to be when you grow up? He looked at her and said, teacher, I want to be a multi-billionaire. I want to have 365 cars. I want to have planes. She said, listen, I, I didn't want you to write an essay. I just wanted you to give in a couple of sentences what you want to do. So she turned and looked at a little girl sitting down there and she said, Shanti, what would you like to do when you grow up? She said, teacher, I want to be Arun's wife that he can earn it and I'll spend it. (laughs) So, So this morning, as we get into the word of God, I just want to say before we start, let us pray and ask God to come and anoint my lips and anoint your hearts as you receive God's word. Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your word. And God, it's such a blessing to our lives and our hearts. I pray every word that I say will be anointed, and your people's hearts and ears will be anointed as they take the word. In Father, that they would apply it to their lives, that as they go home, they will begin to be challenged and stirred within their hearts to be able to get to the word of God and to read it and meditate on it, Father. I pray, God, that you would move upon your children's hearts this morning. Touch every one of us as we come to listen to your wonderful word. For we ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 119 and verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against thee. This is the antidote for sin not to get into the heart. Let me tell you something. Sin enters the mind first. But if you don't deal with the sin in your mind, it will get to your heart, and when it gets to your heart, it is then very, very hard to deal with sin because what happens, it gets a hole of your heart, and sometimes it becomes cancerous spiritual cancer because you cannot deal with it because now it's in the heart. For example, let me illustrate it you go, you know, you, you ever just think about this. You don't get offended in society. You don't get offended at work. You don't get offended in school. Or wherever you go, you don't get offended. But there's one place you get offended. And that's church. Why? Because Satan will see that you get offended in church. Somehow. Somebody would have, you know, come and said something. Or the attitude was not right or, you know, their actions was not right, and it offends you, and you take it, and, and you keep thinking about it, and you say that that's not right. They're supposed to be Christians. And this person who did this to you would never have a clue that he has offended you, and you take it, and you keep going with it, and eventually, you will find that it grips your heart. And that's what happens in church life. Before you know it, Satan tries to convict you to take you out. But let us be careful that we guard our hearts. Because the antidote, my friend, to the sin in the heart is to hide God's word in our heart. Because as long as you have God's word, you see, it will never take part in your heart. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart diligently. Diligently. There are two facts to the word of God. One is the logos, means the discourse of divine reason. The whole Bible is the logos of God. The other is the rhema of God, the spoken word of God, the enlightenment, enlightened word of God. Now Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Now I'll prove that from the word of God that you see in, in right through the 66 books of the Bible, you will see Jesus. I'm going to give you the Pentateuch. If you look at Genesis, he's the seed of the woman. Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the high priest. In Numbers, he's the cloud of fire. And in Deuteronomy, he is the prophet. Now, I could go on and on. So, to understand that the word of God is Jesus. And so, we see that the disciples, each one of them, as the Gospels were written by them, the four Gospels, each one of them gave you know, the, present, the presentation of Jesus in their own way. Matthew presented him as the king of the Jews. Mark presented him as the suffering son of God. Luke presented Jesus as the savior of the people. Now these three are called the Synoptic Gospels. But John, he presented Jesus as God. He presented Jesus as God. And John 1 1, he declares, in the beginning, God, (coughs) in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything that was created was created through Jesus. Look at John 1 and study it, and you will see the depth of his understanding of who Jesus was. Now, my friends, let me tell you something. Jesus was God in the flesh. And there is one thing that I would tell you in the last days, one thing that's going to be attacked is the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must be very careful of the fact that this is going to happen, because it's been in history that people challenged the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look, there was a man called Arius, and he started what is called Arianism. Jesus was not God, he said. He was just of noble birth. He denied the deity, and Jesus was the greatest creation of God. Now, my friends, that is, that is rubbish. We know that. But in 325, the Council of Nicaea was established, and that Constantine brought the bishops together to have a, you know argument or discourse. About this matter. And Arius was found wrong. And was sent out of the kingdom. They say that he was a noble birth. But in creation. And today we have them around. And that's what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. So we must be very careful. About these things. And we must always understand. The importance of the word of God. Why am I giving you this introduction? Because we must value. The word of God. This book would never have been in our hands if it was not for the monks that took the Bible and hid it in the catacombs. Because, my friends, the so-called leaders of the church worked under the occult. And therefore, the true word of God didn't want, they didn't want to hear the word of God. So these men had to, Run in these catacombs and hide the true word of God. Otherwise, these men who worked under the occult and the satanic power would have taken them and destroyed the word of God and destroyed these men who wanted to stand by the truth. But by the grace of God, the word was protected. The word was kept and today we have the word of God. Now, the book of John was written in papyrus leaves. The papyrus leaves was written, and what happened was, after some time, it began to perish. And so, his disciple, John's disciple, was named was Polycarp. I'm giving you a bit of history to know what the word of God is all about. And so, Polycarp took the book of John and wrote it word by word, word by word, before it was fully perished. And that copy, till today, is in the Vatican City. It is there, written by this man called Polycarp. So the word of God is true, friends, is true. All our life, my life, I have based my life on this word because it's truth. Now there are three areas that I would cover in this message. One is to renew your mind. Romans 12, 2. Be not confirmed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove the will of God is his good and, you know, pleasing and perfect will. what does this mean? Let me illustrate this. You know, as before I was called into ministry or before, I was a fiberglass expert, a technician. We did a lot of things with fiberglass. Now, they would have anything which is a pattern. And they would call the technicians, like I, and they would say, we want this to be molded. So we take the fiberglass, and the technical term is to laminate the fiberglass to this pattern. Once it's cured, we pull it out. It is exactly the same shape, not in any way different than the pattern. Paul is saying here, the world wants to laminate you according to it's worldview. It wants to shape you, your mind, according to the way the world thinks. The ideology of the world is so different today because everything goes. Everything goes. Your truth is your truth. There is no truth in the world today. And it's, a, it's, it's got all sorts of Views that you could have. But my brothers and sisters. My challenge to you this morning as Christians. Our world view is totally dependent on the word of God. We must stand for the word of God. And let me tell you something, you will be persecuted if you stand up and say, I believe that the word of God says this and that's what I'm going to believe in. And I'll tell you, there are a lot of people all over the world are losing their life because they will never compromise their faith. And that's a challenge to us, that we must be able to say, this is our view. This is what we believe and we will not in any way compromise the word of God. Because today, we have every single thing in the world, my friends. Every single thing that is happening and the views are so different. And the, and the world has its own ideology for, for you. They want to convict you, convince you, and put you into a place where you have to accept what the world says. But the question now is, how do you renew your mind? By interpreting life through the lens of God's word and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, rather through the lens of your experience, your pain, your suffering, and your turmoil, and the opinion of others. That's how you interpret I'll read that again. Because that's another thing. How, do you, how, does you, how does one renew their mind? By interpreting life through the lens of God's word and interpretation of the Holy Spirit. Rather through the lens of experience, your pain, your suffering, and your turmoil, and the opinion, opinion of others. That's how, my friends, we must renew our mind. Look at the Word of God and see the Word of God as to what it is saying and offering. Secondly, is to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, just knowing about the Bible, know, I mean, there are a lot of people who, who are knowledgeable. You know, if you get to somebody, you see there are people who debate, you know, different religions and they know the Bible. But with the knowledge of knowing the word of God, you know, does not make you any sort of a person to qualify to change you. Because it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you have the revelation of who Jesus is. If you don't have that revelation as to who Jesus is, you will never come to know him. Yes, you can know know the Bible from, from Genesis to Revelation. You can take the scriptures, you can interpret, you can do whatever you want, but you will never know Jesus Christ if you never, my friend, let the Holy Spirit convict you as to who he is. He has to come in and he has got to open, you know, your heart and show you who Jesus is. And when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you, you are on the road to victory. You are on the road, you know, where God can take you and do great things to you. That's what happened to my life. I had nothing to look forward to. I was a person that that was no value. I tell you, I was like a ship without any sail. But if it was not Jesus that came in at the age of 18 when I gave my life to Jesus, I tell you, he changed my life and he made me new and he revealed who himself is. And I challenge you, friends, it is a challenge for you to take on this responsibility of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I don't know where I would have been. Only when I get to eternity, I will ask the Lord, what would have happened to me if I didn't know you as Lord and Savior? I don't know where I would have been. But thank God that I was had that revelation of who Jesus is. He came in. He changed my life. He stirred my life up. And I tell you, in all I want to challenge you, in every step of life, He will lead you. He will show you. He will guide you. Because He is your Heavenly Father. Jesus is your Lord. And I tell you, everything fell in line for me. It all fell in line. At the right time, I met the the woman who was a woman of my dreams. I married her. And you know why? Because God will put the right person as long as you serve him wholeheartedly. <clears throat> Young people, don't run after somebody. Oh, man, they are groovy. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, he's so good. And so they, that's flesh. That's flesh. Go after the person that God reveals to you and shows you this is who I got for you. Because that works out especially in this world today, it's so complicated. Marriage is complicated because man is from a different planet and woman is from a different planet. That's why. But if God puts you together on the same planet, it'll work out. (laughs) Amen. The last point then we need to look at is to position yourself. How to position yourself to grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Number one, friends, personal study of the Word of God. You see, I know, you know, we are busy. You know, people are busy. You have to run to work. You have to do this, you know, and, and many things. But you've got to be able to take the Word and spend a couple of minutes with the Word of God. Read it. Meditate on it. Try to understand what is, it, what is it trying to say. Because that's how you're going to develop and grow. And the Holy Spirit, as long as you've got the heart to learn God's word, the Holy Spirit will reveal his word to you. There's no great teacher than the Holy Spirit. You can go to Bible college. You can do all the things. I've been there, done that. But you don't. You come out from the Bible college more twisted than when you get inside. Because all they do is they tell you this one said that, that one said that, this one said that. But if you go to the real teacher, the Holy Spirit, Amen. he will show you the word of God. You've got to spend time with God's word. You've got to spend time with God's word. Get a hold of God's word. Read it. Meditate. Try to do it. Even, you know, we are not talking to read, oh, chapter after few verses in the word of God. What it is it saying? It will make you grow. It will make you grow. Second, lean into the Sunday messages. The Pastor Kim comes. He prepares. He brings the word. You've got to lean into that message. What is he saying? Why? And, and, and try to be able to understand where he's coming from. If you don't, go and worry him. I said, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Can you explain to me? Because then he would do it. You know why? Because he loves people to understand from where he's coming. And the word of God is being preached. And he's got these people coming and wanting to know more. He will be willing to answer what you're asking for because it's the word of god that must so lean into sunday's messages lean into it study it spend time with it then getting together with people and discussing the word of god that is spoken on sunday something you know you can get to somebody and say listen you know what do you think of this message or discuss the word chew on it Meditate on it. Memorize it. I tell you, that's what would make you grow. That's what will make you feel God's word. Let me tell you, every time you get a challenge in your life, whether it's with you, your husband, your children, this, that, and the other, if you have got the word of God in you, the scriptures will come to your mind to use the scripture against the situation. If you feel sick, The Bible says, by your stripes, I am healed. You can claim that. You know, when there is pressure, when there is anxiety, the Bible says, you know, when there's all sorts of, you know, pain and suffering around you, you can stand on the word of God because the Bible says, what does the Bible say about that? Be not anxious for anything, but give thanks in every single thing. Pray. Pray and seek God. And I'll tell you, Is this practical? Yes, it is, because I practiced it. I stood upon it. I believed it. I got saved when I was 18. I'm going to be 67 in a few months. Okay, and I'll tell you something. It works. It works. I've seen it work. I've seen it work. And we stood by it, and we believe it, and we know it works in conclusion, because in conclusion, Psalm Psalm 119 and verse 5, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. My friends, I'll tell you, you want to walk this road, you want to walk in this world that we live in, let God's word lead you. It will lead you to the path that you need to go. Because if you turn and take another road, let me tell you, it will destroy you. But when you are led by the Spirit of God through the Word of God, you will take the journey as God leads you by His Spirit, and you will be victorious in whatever you do, and whatever you touch will be a blessing. To you and your family and your people. Because God wants to bless you, change you, and do great things in your life. I want to close in a word of prayer, but I'm going to invite Pastor Kim to come. And I want to say to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your people be open to the Spirit. Let your people move, you know, as the Spirit of God leads them thank you father for your servant as he comes i pray that you would move by your spirit and i pray god that you will take lord control after i'm gone for father i ask this in jesus name
0: amen amen wow what a word um we I, i'm i'm not used to preaching in series um we normally when pastor malvin or julian preaches they just preach their own uh, what God lays on, our, on their hearts, but this time we, we felt that um, we want to do this series, and uh, man, I, I've really enjoyed it. The series is really about giving God all of you. You know, some of us lean towards a, a, an emotional connection with God, and some of us lean towards a more intellectual connection with God, and some of us, you know, uh, we find it very difficult to be regular. I'm going to be speaking about that in devotion next week. But God wants all of us. He just doesn't want us a heart where we connect with Him in worship. He just doesn't want our mind. He wants all of us. That's when we're growing in maturity. And that's what this series is about, to encounter the presence of God, like Julian talked about heart and worship last week. Pastor Melvin talked about the importance of the Word. Are we feeding ourselves so we can see things? Are we forming that right pattern in accordance with the world or accordance with Scripture? Because we're, we're developing that pattern for our family, for future generations. If we don't have that pattern, we cannot propagate it. That was the fantastic word, Pastor Melvin. Um, I, perhaps we were here uh, this morning and God spoke into your heart. Or perhaps He spoke into your mind. You understand something that you never understood before. I hope that happens every Sunday to all of us. But today, maybe you are here, and you don't even know why you're here. Maybe God brought you here. Um, Maybe it's your first time, your second time. Maybe you've been coming forever, you know. But this morning, you felt something. You understood something. And you're saying, yeah, God is calling me into living a life of following Jesus. I don't know fully what that means yet. But I just want to take a step in that direction. I want to follow Jesus. I want to lay down my life. I want to, uh, I want to ask for his, his forgiveness. I want to take His perspective and not mine. I want to say yes, yes to Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to give you a moment to respond. I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. I just want to identify who you are with no one looking around. I don't want anyone else. This is a personal moment between you and God. But when I want to identify you, and I just want to find you after church. I want to pray with you. I want to answer any questions. We've got a good group of people here. You know, Pastor Melvin talked about how you can come and speak to me. But we've got a whole group of elders here. You can speak to any one of us. These people, I trust these people. They know the word. That I know that they care about you. They've laid down their life in serving God. And we are here to serve you. And so if that's you this morning and God has done something in your heart or done something in your mind, and you're saying, yes, I need to take a step in that direction. Maybe your heart's beating out of your chest and you're yeah, like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. that's, 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 that's me that's God working in you. Can you just indicate that, yeah, I want to follow Jesus just by raising your hand right now and putting it down. Just do it now, don't put it down until I see your hand. I just want to find you after church and pray with you. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the people that are here, that are receiving the word, that are growing in strength. Thank you, Lord God, that you're building great strength into our church. Father, I pray for all of us that have received something this morning into our hearts into our minds I pray that we would take that right now it would be a seed and that we would water it we would make decisions perhaps there's some of us that say yeah, look, I need to get more serious about the word of God I need to take a plan and put it into into practice I need need to I needed to let it wash over me. I need to integrate the word into my life. There's so many things that we hear in podcasts and stuff that we listen to, and we know it goes in one ear or at the other. Sometimes it actually grips us, we make a change. Every time we come to the word of God, let it not just be like a podcast, let it, let it be something that we, we say, Yeah, I, I, God, I want you to change, I want you to bring change. Father, we thank you. We thank you that every time we gather, we are encouraged. We are lifted up. We thank you for the word today. I pray for everyone here. I pray for their week. I pray that they would, um, something great would happen this week, something that they could celebrate and share with someone. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Well, it's great having you at church today. I've got some very bad news for some of you. No coffee. I know, I know. Some people are like, why do I come to church? No, I'm kidding. Hopefully, there's no one here. No, no coffee. We are redoing our kitchen, so we don't have any filtered water, but we are working on something for next week. We'll have to bring in filtered water and all that sort of stuff. So unfortunately, am I right? Is there no coffee? Because I see someone there. Marissa said no coffee. I think there's no coffee, (laughs) unless there is. So, um, uh, but I I believe there's no coffee this week. Uh, Next week, coffee will be back. Be blessed. Hang out anyway. Talk to people um, without a coffee. There you go. (laughs) Be blessed. See you next week.